Hi everybody, this is Michael Hildebrand and I'm your host on the Sleep Trust Podcast, where I'm talking about how to gain back trust in your ability to have a superb sleep again. In this week's episode of the Sleep Trust Podcast, we are going to talk about sleep duration. And we do so by following a concept that's called sleep trust, which is putting together the newest science information we can get, putting in a grain of common sense, um, so to say, and um, showing you how to adapt this to your personal situation, as we are not machines and everybody and every body works a little bit differently and we have to adapt. So this is uh, what it's all about here. To put some kind of a spoiler right at the beginning of this episode, uh, you are not going to get any kind of an exact time uh, or sleep duration that will fit your needs, um, like something like seven hours and 42 minutes or something like that. Uh, what you will get is a good insight of what scientists say about sleep duration, why we should really take care about um, getting this to fit our personal needs um, and of course how you can find out how long you should sleep. So that's what we're going to walk through uh, here today. So let's first have a look at why we should really take care to get the right amount of sleep for our individual needs. What we all kind of know is that if we get the right amount of sleep then we're just going to feel better. We are going to be refreshed we are going to uh, be able to make better interconnections throughout the day. Uh, we are going to be able to peak perform. And this is not only true mentally, but also physically. So this has an impact on your body and your mind. Um, and we will just simply feel much better and happier. The flip side of, of this coin is what happens if we don't take care and... Um, by having a look at that, I want to put up front that I do not mean if we don't get enough sleep for a night or two. It's over longer periods of time. So if we don't get it for weeks, months, maybe even years, we are more likely to get um, diseases. I, I don't mean a flu or something like that here, even though you're probably or quite sure more likely to get catch a flu too. I'm talking about really serious diseases. So we're more likely to... Um, get things like heart attacks, strokes, um, mental diseases like depression, um, cancer, diabetes. So there's quite a big package of things that we can reduce our risk getting through simply giving our bodies the rest it needs. After we got the motivation now, let's have a look at what science recommends us on how long to sleep. And to do so, I picked out a really helpful chart from the National Sleep Foundation. It's from 2015, the last version. And it breaks up the sleep duration into different age categories. So they start at a newborn age, uh, go over the infant, and they end at the older adult, representing people that are over 65 years of age. So what they do for each of these categories is that they show in a blue square, a dark blue square, the amount of time for each category that they recommend to sleep. 
And then to the top and the bottom of these squares, you see in kind of a light blue, an expanded period of uh, time where uh, they say this may also be appropriate, whatever that means. But um, this is how they show it. And it's a very simple way to represent the information. So I, I really recommend having a look at that because it's quite interesting. And we have to start, I have to start with the newborn because, you you know, the sleep trust concept is basically born, uh, born with the idea in mind that we were all sleep professionals when we were newborns. And newborns sleep, so they have a recommended period of sleep of 14 to 17 hours a day. Can you believe that? That is just incredible. And they even expand this period of time to 18 or 19, even 19 hours of sleep. That may also be appropriate. Uh, at the bottom level, it's going down to 11 to 13 hours, which may also be appropriate. But newborn just get a tremendous amount of sleep. And even though I certainly do not recommend to try to get 19 hours of sleep every day, I think it's just so good to know that we all have these capabilities somewhere inside of us. We were all these little sleep professionals. And I had the chance to have a brief look at the this put to action as my sisters got newborn uh, a couple of weeks ago. And this little guy, he's not only super sweet, but he slept the whole visit. Well, I think he was up 10 minutes or something like that. And he did so uh, just ignoring all of the noise around him, ignoring anything else that was happening around him. And uh, my sister carrying him around, uh, it couldn't have cared him less. And when I told my sister that I thought, this is just so superb, she said, yes, he's a fantastic sleeper. Until the moment when I lay him into this little bed where he is supposed to sleep. That's exactly the, the point uh, where he wakes up, uh, starts to cry and stops when I get him up to my chest. And this is just so true if you look at that structure for us grown-ups too. Of course, we don't need our mummies anymore, at least hopefully we don't, but what we do need is a place to sleep where we feel trustful and safe and just feel well. So we can learn from these little professionals quite a lot when it comes to our sleeping habits, but I'm getting a little bit off topic and I'm going to correct this right away. So let's have a look at the adult box together which is probably the most interesting for most of our listeners here. So the range, the age range goes from 10, 26 years to 64 years of age. And the dark blue box, which is the recommended amount of sleep, uh, is set to seven to nine hours. So this is, according to science, the recommended amount of sleep. And the box gets expanded to uh, from six to 10 hours, which may still be appropriate to have. So if you're moving somewhere between 6 and 10 hours of sleep, you are, at least according to science, moving somewhere in the healthy range, somewhere in the range of sleep that you should have to give your body the rest it needs. So even though I find this information to really be um, helpful, and uh, appreciate the work these scientists are doing for us to find out more and more about sleep. Uh, there are a couple of flaws that we need to know to put this into the right perspective. 
First of all, it will not really help us to find our sweet spot of sleep, our personal sleep duration, because we're only talking about ranges here that are good or may suit our health. Um, second of all, there is a 1%, or that's at least what they think it's a 1% of the population that are some kind of an ultra short sleeper. So these people uh, may get along with as less as three to four hours of sleep. There are also things, if you look at studies like these mortality rates I found, they basically just grab many data pods, put them together, and just ask what happens if people uh, have amount of sleep X and die earlier. But they do not ask how these people felt with the sleep they got. And I think this uh, we really have to take this into consideration because if somebody, uh, the mortality rates go up if you sleep longer too. <laughs> so uh, according to, to this study, uh, and um, if you think about being sick, having some kind of a disease, you sleep longer because your body wants to regenerate. And um, so there's some kind of cause effect thing going on here. And they did not, of course, ask the question if these people were maybe sleeping longer because their bodies already had some kind of an illness in them. Um, there is also a big topic. It's uh, this circadian, according to the circadian rhythm, we uh, dug into that a little bit in podcast episode two, when we were talking about the biorhythm and three, when we were talking about the sleep types. So the circadian rhythm is basically uh, the, um, our dependency to this daytime, nighttime cycle. And talking about the daytime, nighttime cycle, we're talking about constant change. If I'm located in Germ Germany, so uh, I had a look at Berlin, and if we look at the daytime hours in Berlin uh, in June, so in summer, uh, we will find that they have 16 hours of daylight. Looking at uh, the daylight hours half a year later in the winter, December, uh, it's only about eight hours. So this will make a tremendous impact on, have a tremendous impact on our bodies on, and uh, may also cause some kind of a change in our sleeping habits when we go from summer to winter. We may want to sleep longer in winter and that could be um, absolutely natural and, and good for us. And these are all things you cannot see in the chart but that should be taken into consideration if we're uh, setting out, finding our sweet spot in sleep, listen to our bodies and find that, that perfect space for us to live. After walking through this information, let's now have a look at how we can find that sweet spot in terms of sleep duration that suits our personal needs best. And the easiest way to find out is to simply sit down and ask yourselves, how long you think that you uh, should sleep. And funny enough, uh, most of us will come up with an answer that will be quite accurate. And if your mind doesn't come back with a concrete number, don't worry, we're simply gonna test our way through. And you're gonna get support to do so. There's a cheat sheet ready at sleeptrust.eu. You'll find it in the show notes of this week's episode and you can download it for free. The test we're gonna perform is really straightforward. What we want to do is first of all pick a sleep duration we want to test. 
To do so, we're going to have a look at what the National Sleep Foundation has on recommendations. Remember, I'm linking up the, um, the chart in the podcast notes. So for an adult, we want to start somewhere between seven and nine hours. Let's say we're taking seven and a half hours, which is a multiple of one and a half hours uh, representing a full sleep cycle. We'll dive into that topic in next week's episode. But for now, just work with uh, slots of or multiples of one and a half hours. So seven and a half hours. And what we want to do then is simply to measure, first of all in the morning, did we get the full seven and a half hours? Check. How do we feel when we get up? Good, mediocre, or bad? How do we feel over daytime? Are we feeling good? Are we feeling mediocre or bad? And in the evening, the same. So this is our, um, our test, and we're going to do this at least three days in a row to get some kind of a consistency in here. And if you find out that you feel good with, uh, let's say, seven and a half hours in this example, fine. If you don't and you feel you may want to test this with a little bit more sleep, you just add up another sleep cycle. So you're going to land at exactly nine hours and test it with nine hours. If you think, okay, maybe I could uh, come along with a little bit less sleep, you're just going to subtract one and a half hours and uh, do the same test with six hours and, and see what happens. But please definitely do it over at least three days um, to get that consistent result because our bodies do not handle a missing sleep in one day as they do if you uh, do it over a period of time. The same is true uh, for if you get too much sleep. And we want to get this consistency, the trust that the results we have are good. And it doesn't matter if you're through in three days or uh, 13 days. Uh, looking back, we just find want to find out. We have to sleep anyway. It's no work uh, attached to that. It's just being disciplined for a couple of days when you go to bed and just doing those little crosses. And the cheat sheet will definitely help you to walk you through that in a very, very simple manner. If you are having problems setting up this test in terms of going to bed on time or following through, you may want to listen to our podcasts about bedtime or habits, which can be really helpful there. So let's wrap up this episode together. Having the right amount of sleep in place will help you keep diseases away, will help you make better decisions, better interconnections throughout the day. You will simply feel better and happier. Science can give us a good indication of what is considered to be healthy amount of sleep. And we should keep in mind that we have to do the work to find our individual sweet spot of sleep. To do so, we can ask ourselves or test ourselves. And to support your test, remember that you can download the free cheat sheet at the show notes to this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of the Sleep Trust Podcast and that you tune in again next week when we're going to talk about the sleep cycle. Until then, have a superb sleep. Hey there, and thanks for listening to the Sleep Trust Podcast. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you want to get further information on this podcast or material that will help you to gain back your sleep trust, please check out sleeptrust.eu. That's sleeptrust.eu, where you will get lots of information around sleep. And here comes some legal stuff. 
Everything on this podcast is my opinion only, so do not take it as an advice, as I am not a doctor, nor have I considered your personal situation. If you feel that you need medical advice, please consider getting an appointment at your doctor of trust. If you want to give me any kind of feedback on this podcast, feel free to email me at podcast at sleeptrust.eu. I hope you tune in again next week and until then, have a good sleep.